Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Issues 2019. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Brian Walker, President and CEO, Kansas Food Bank. Welcome to Issues 2019. Hey, thanks for having me this morning, Steve. Let's start with the basics. What is the Kansas Food Bank? You know, Kansas Food Bank, we are the largest hunger relief organization that's based in the state of Kansas. Um... We provide food um, through a number of different hunger relief partners. So we work with schools, health departments, your church food pantry, soup kitchens, places where folks can go um, that just need help with food. They're food insecure and they don't, um, their dollars don't stretch far enough to have a nutritious meal on the table all the time. Do you serve the entire state? We serve 85 counties of the state of Kansas. So if you look at the northeast corner, that's served by a sister food bank out of Kansas City, Missouri, called Harvesters. But but we have the rest of the state. Um, you know, we have the we have the rough eighty five counties. There's not a lar- lot of large population in the rural parts of the state. But you know, folks in in the rural parts of the state are just important, and their hunger needs are just as important as those that live in urban areas. How many people are actually impacted by your services in a year? You know, we serve about twenty two thousand, I believe it is, meals a month. Um, uh, excuse me, a week to folks that need it, um, you know, through a, a variety of different um, places. You know, it could be children in school or, or seniors or families that are just struggling. Um, so our goal is just to make sure that, that folks have the food that they need. Is uh, We're talking about the warehouse for a minute. The warehouse, is, is the one in Wichita, is that the only one? It, it, I mean, it's our main one. It's, mm-hmm. um, it's our large one. We have a smaller one in Independence, Kansas, that kind of works as a cross-docking facility. You know, the southeast Kansas part, Southeast part of Kansas is is really pretty food insecure, and and so we have a small warehouse down there that helps us serve um, that corner of the state. So overall, the rest of the food comes out of Wichita and gets um, delivered um, throughout the state. When you talk about when you, you've used the uh, term food insecure a couple of times, what exactly does that mean, Brian? You know, so food insecurity doesn't mean that people are hungry every day, but what it does mean is that at you know at some point the folks don't have enough money to put a nutritious meal on their table. And they have to; they need help with food assistance. So whether again, that's going to a food pantry or soup kitchen um, to make sure they have food to eat that night. Now, give us an idea of uh, the size and shape of the hunger problem in the U.S. I imagine you've got some some pretty good statistics. Yeah. So you know, hunger in Kansas um, is a little bit higher than the the national average. Um, you know, the national average overall, there's about 12.5 uh, percent of the population that's food insecure. In Kansas, it's 12.7. So you know, it's a little bit higher. But here in Sedgwick County, it's it's 13.8% of the population, and that's, you know, that's overall. And uh, the percentage of that, 34% of those folks that are food insecure, or about um, um, about 23,000 of those here in Sedgwick County, don't apply, don't, um, are not eligible for other services. So they're not eligible for food stamps or WIC, those kind of things. So those are the folks that really rely on the efforts of the not-for-profit sector to, to meet their food needs. Now, the scarier part of that is children. It's roughly about um, one in five Kansas children that are food insecure. And so 
Um, again, here in, in Wichita, that's about 26,000 um, children, and about 8,500 of those don't qualify for other services, again, like SNAP, um, free and reduced lunch at school. And so although all those folks are relying on the food bank at some point during the year, those folks that don't uh, are not eligible for those other services are the ones that really need the services of the Kansas Food Bank. Now, how long have you been with the Kansas Food Bank? You know, I've been at the Kansas, it'll be 23 years in January. So I, I started at the food bank. Um, I came out of the grocery business. Um, and I just, you know, I have one of the best jobs in the in the state. You know, I get to wake up every day. I go to work with a great, dedicated staff who want to make sure people have food on the table. And and every day we know that, um, you know, we've helped to change somebody's life um, through the help of all the folks that support the food bank. When you were talking about the, you were in the food, grocery, was this grocery business, wasn't it? Yes. And when you were doing that, was there something that you saw or uh, some opinion you came to that, that kind of triggered you to, into going into a nonprofit type situation? You know, actually not. You know, I knew the food bank existed from working in, um, working in the grocery stores here in town, but the opportunity just arose to go to work for the food bank. And um, I took that, uh, like I said, 23 years ago, and it's, um, it's been the best decision I've ever made. I believe most of our staff feel that way. You know, we have a staff that's been – you know, guys have been along, um, around a lot longer than I have. And so it's just, it just makes you feel good. Although everything everybody does is, is heartwarming. To us, it's, we know that we get to help somebody. Did you start there as CEO? No, I started as an operations manager. Okay. And I've been CEO now, boy, it's been probably 15 years okay. or so, a little longer than that. Um, I've been CEO of the organization. How many, how many employees do you have? You know, right now we're at about 26 um, employees. Most of those are drivers, right? So we pick up food at all the retail outlets here in Wichita. So if you think of any place that you buy groceries, uh, we will pick up food from them, whether it's um, dry goods or it's produce or it's meat, you know, all that stuff that's still good, but it may not be good enough to be on their shelves. Um, They'll donate that to the food bank, and then we'll distribute that through our, our partners here in Wichita, like let's say like the Lord's Diner or your church food pantry. So most of those guys are drivers, and then, um, you know, order fillers, because we fill every agency's order. Um, so most of it, you know, most of uh, um, what we do is operations-driven, uh-huh. so they all have a hand in putting food on the table. So that perishables uh, food, that's where I'm getting yeah, a little scary about that. It was everything, you know, like the meat and so forth, it's going to be okay, though. Yeah, you bet. So they freeze it, and then we pick it up in oh. refrigerated trucks, and, and because of rules that these companies have, we check temperatures, we make sure everything is is okay and and it's all really good product yeah um and it's nutritious product and it and it just helps feed people where you know a number of years ago this most of this product would have just gone to the dumpster the dumpster and, and yeah. now it's going to good work good idea how many volunteers do you have you know we have over 500 or <laughs> five thousand volunteers wow. really yes um wow. and the great thing is is we about two months ago we just opened our new um sunderland volunteer center so we added 21,000 square foot onto the back of our current facility where all the volunteer work was being done in the warehouse itself. Now we have dedicated volunteer space um, for them to work. It's, it's climate controlled, so it's not 100 degrees and it's not 20 degrees in the wintertime. And it, you know, food banking has just changed so much since you know, we built this building that we're in now 13 years ago. It takes a lot more bodies to do the things that we're doing. And, and so we're so blessed to have 
So we have an enormous amount of volunteers to help us um, do that work. What's the location of the warehouse? Where is it? It's 1919 East Douglas here so in Wichita. It's the one I see you when I'm driving on the interstate. Yeah, you, do, you drive down the canal out. You can't miss this. It's a great <laughs> location. Uh, we couldn't ask for better um, advertising with our name on the front of that building. And it just it lets people know that we're there um, and that lets them know that we're here to help the community. I know that uh, you do some heavy lifting around the holidays. Uh, tell us about your efforts uh, around Thanksgiving. You know, we're we just that now, but tell us what, what you what you do. Yeah, you know, so everybody thinks about um, feeding the hungry during the holiday season, and that's good. Um, you know, lots of people help out their charities of their choice during the during the holiday season, and so it just creates um, a lot more good work for us. So you know, we have companies and individuals doing food drives, collecting food. So we have, um, you know, we have to pick that stuff up and get it delivered, and then, you know, then the agencies that we serve at Christmas and at, and this past Thanksgiving is. Just like all of us, they want families that are food insecure to be able to sit down, have a nice meal for the holiday. So most of them are are handing out, you know, the complete holiday meal, which means which means more food. And then you're in in wintertime, right? And so heating bills go up and and expenses go up and and so we just see we just see an increased need in in the last few months of the year and then rolling into to next year. And Christmas is gonna be Yeah, it'll busy. be it'll be one of the busiest ones, you know, we've ever had. Every year we see increases um, in the need and and the amount of food that we're we're putting out the door, and you know, we hear lots of things about the economy improving, and it is, and those are good things, and the stock market's at record highs. But what folks need to remember is is that you know a lot of the folks we're serving are are working at a lower wage job, trying to make ends meet, supporting a family. They don't have a four hundred one k, right? And they have a flat tire in their car, or they have a prescription that they have to buy. Money's tight, so they have to turn somewhere to help with their food needs, and um, so that's what we're there for, right? And so. Again, we're we're you know a lot of things look good in the economy, but the folks that we're serving, you know, they have not seen that, and and um, you know it's kind of changed over the years. When I started in this business, we were you know emergency hunger relief, so people might um, use a pantry once a year, twice a year, um, but now it, you know more and more folks are relying on the pantries for um, you know part of their monthly food need because housing costs are higher, utilities are higher, and they just haven't seen. The wages at that part of the job scale go up um, with what the cost of living is going up. It seems you have a it would seem to be you have an excellent position to watch those kinds of things where, you know, the the, the academics and the politicians may never see that on that level. But you've been there throughout uh, the Great Recession of two thousand eight, watched the economy go up and down. Yeah, and you know, and you just I mean, and you know, so I was thinking about this the other day that there's always seems to be um, something that affects hunger needs. If everything is going fine, then it might be a disaster. It might be a tornado somewhere. It might be a flood. Um, or then the economy starts to roll. So people lose their jobs. And so it, it, it you know, things kind of go up and down. But what we see is just steady. We see steady growth in distribution of food um, over the years. Now, we haven't seen increases like we saw in the Great Recession. You know, we were at a, a million pounds of product increase year after year. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still seeing those. Uh, we're not seeing those dramatic increases, but we still are seeing increases in need. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.